Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Club Top Shot presented by Underdog Fantasy. The market might be crashing, but Club Top Shot is here. A port in East Storm. We got playoffs kicking off here. I even threw on the game to kind of flex as an NBA thought leader here. We have Mike in the chandelier. We have Andy broadcasting from parts unknown in Brooklyn. Although based on his tweets, it seems like DeFi summer is, is starting to invade you in Brooklyn. And then we have Jack who uh, just spent, uh, apparently he's liquid now buying Knicks tickets. How are we doing guys? We're doing well. We're living. Yeah. yeah, yeah let, good. What, is, what is the, what is the, the atmosphere in New York like right now, Jack? Is there, is there a buzz in the air? Oh, it's alive. Dinner on the street tonight. Good people watching. A little coque vin. Coco vin. Took French for like 10 years. Uh, and New York Knicks basketball this weekend. So New York is alive and well. Uh, big Cuomo saying that maybe no masks coming in the next 24 hours. The people, the people are ready to party. Andy and I may even have an appearance. Mike and I may even have an appearance in person. We'll see. We'll see what goes down. Yeah, what I, it seems like you 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 saw uh, you posted that you got these Knicks tickets, and then it feels like you're gonna host like a reality competition uh, for people to try to earn these seats. What's gonna go on <laughs> with this? <laughs> so so yeah, the, I feel like because we posted that uh, the tickets were a thousand dollars to get in like 48 hours ago, but that was before any tickets were actually released. The tickets have since come down. I think the get in is still a little. So you bought the top. <laughs> so, so that's the thing. I had uh, exclusive like access to buying face value tickets through my season tickets today. So I bought four tickets uh, at face value for all four games, game one, two, five, and seven. So it was a bit misleading. I did not just buy four upper level seats for, for $1,250 each. So I have a bunch of friends who will probably like alternate, uh, you know, what games we kind of go to. So but, which, which game are us four going to? Uh, well, that's what we're trying to figure out because I have like three of the seats filled for game one, three of the seats filled for game two, game five's up in the air. That's why I said I'll discuss with Mike and Andy tonight. Um, and if you can name the five starters on the Knicks, I will pay for your ticket to any of the four games. Are you serious? Wow. Okay. Um, can I ask questions? Um, <laughs> see, the quickly one is, is he still coming off the bench? Let me just start with Julius Randle. There you go. RJ Barrett. This is going to get bad. So I don't even quickly. know if the chat would be able to come up with it. Um, it is quickly starting? No. Nah, Derek still Roses? On, still on the bench. Okay. Who's the player I hate most in the NBA? That you hate most in the NBA? Tyler Hero? Uh, no, that's that's uh, Alfred Payton. Okay, I should have known Payton. It should be Derek Roser. I should be. Yeah. I, okay, I am not. Oh, no. Uh, Obi Toppin? No, he's on the bench, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I know three guys on the bench. Yeah. That's imp- I feel like that's even more impressive. That- it shows kind of the depth. Of the no, roster no, that I know. really shows how bad Tibbs is at coaching, yet still the best season in New York Knicks history. All right, I, I tap out, and the chat's already starting to spoil it for me. The whole point, guys, is, is for me. I, I'm pretty sure you guys all know who's the starters on the Knicks. Uh, all right, Reggie Bullock and uh, Nerlens Noel were those who I missed? Yeah, those are the other two. Okay. I mean, it's hard. I mean, 
They're we just want Peyton such to household names in the playoffs. Yeah, they are household. I mean, Nerland's a lotto pick. Reggie Bullock's a, uh, a former Laker. Like these are these are the guys you want heading into June, July. How many how many players on the Knicks could you name, Mike? Can this I name them? I know. I want to know right. how deep can he go. Probably yeah. ten. I don't know. 10? Andy. If you can name 11, you get to sit courtside with Jack. Uh, <laughs> no, if this was last year, I could. This year, I haven't been playing any DFS, so I'm not as like. In fairness, Toppin, uh, Burks, Nilakina, Mitch Robinson. Uh, Der- oh, okay. oh, I'm, I'm naming the bench now. Derek Rose, IQ. So that's 11 with the starters. Um Fake fan. Uh, who, who, who's that guy who uh oh Theo Pinson? Theo Pinson? Nice. That's twelve. Who's the ugliest player in the NBA? Um uh, Sam Cassell, if he's still kicking around. <laughs> <laughs> who am I missing? I don't know. There's someone there's someone else who like actually gets some minutes. Uh Kevin, Kevin Knox. Knox. Kevin Knox, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh the only people you're missing is Jared Harper. He Literally never wouldn't plays. have gotten there. Wouldn't have gotten there. And uh, the better Luca is officially in Nick. So that's I think that's everyone. So what? Right. Uh, oh Taj, Taj. Oh Taj, good, good play. I should got that play. one. Runs the social media and helps us round out the Knicks roster. Clay <laughs> always pitching in. So what? Where's our excitement levels for the playoffs? I know in the Top Shot streets, there's a lot of hope that the playoffs are going to you know, help turn things around in the market. So where are we at here with playoffs and top shot? So, I mean, my my view on this has been less it's the playoffs and more that Dapper will take this as an opportunity to promote the product. So more that Dapper will do affiliate deals like what they did with FanDuel. Um, We'll hopefully run some potentially some real live game ads uh, and do all these things. And it's all speculation, but I feel like if they don't do it now, they're sort of signing up for a few months of a, a stagnant market and maybe slowed growth. And they have such good moment, momentum in the fundraising areas. And I, I, I think that this would be a missed opportunity. Um, it seems like the site is stable at this point. We, we, you know, we haven't had maintenance issues. Pack drops have generally been good. Um, and so I think we can handle additional volume. And so I don't see why we wouldn't take this as an opportunity to, to really push and turn on the marketing engines. Um, and you know, they, they've, you know, they hired Dave Feldman, I don't know, a month, six weeks ago at this point. He's had some time to get to know the system, build that little team there. And, and so I think the playoff pump is additional eyes on the NBA and some dapper marketing. And hopefully it comes along. But I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think it's also coincided with uh, hopefully the the uh, rent seekers uh, exiting. I, I love it. I, I love the trepidation and in, uh, in saying that word. Well, I just feel like everyone hates it at this point. <laughs> They've heard it. enough about it. They've heard enough about it. They don't want to hear it anymore. Um, and and so ho- hopefully they, they are, you know, no longer part of the top shot ecosystem, given that the base packs are no longer as attractive as they were. Throwdown packs uh, were not that attractive. And hopefully they've moved on to back to sneakers or wherever else they go. And it's more core collectors going to the playoffs. And so hopefully that combination of things will, will help things out so so is there a chance that the rent seekers were somewhat helpful to the market to a degree from a like 
I guess by rent seeker, you mean literally only the person who would wait in line, buy a pack and sell. Like, cause mm-hmm. I feel like there was a hybrid where it was like, some people were rent seekers from the, from the part of like, they just thought everything was going up. So they were going to spend a hundred and try and sell it for 200, but they were still playing in the marketplace. Like, I feel like we lost a lot of those people too. Yeah, I mean, w- w- the people who I, I think are bad for the platform, I, d- I don't dislike what they're doing. I think it makes sense, but I, d- I think they're bad for the platform are the buy packs that are obviously profitable immediately sell. Right. Andy, I, I feel like one thing that everyone is always talking about with crypto is like what assets are coupled with others, what is decoupled. Do you think the top shot market, how coupled with the overall crypto markets do you think it is? I mean, is it just way too optimistic to think, Top shot could rebound while crypto's going sideways or down. Uh, I don't really know. I, I remember at one point Roham had said something along the lines of like seventy-five percent of their deposits were through credit cards. I, I don't remember the number. I'm just making that up. But it was more than fifty percent of their deposits were from credit cards, uh, which makes me think that it's at this point like a pretty differentiated group of people. Um, so like for me personally, all of my deposits have been crypto, um, but I'm like one of the crypto people who is in Top Shot. Um, so I think there's a chance that it's not going to be too tightly coupled. Um, but at the same time, like NFTs in general have been uh, kind of slowly going down over the last couple of months. It's not just Top Shot. Uh, so that's not like it's not super shocking to me. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's a chance. It, it, I think a lot of that just depends on on whether or not people want to spend their money on on NFTs, kind of in in the crypto space or or at large. Yeah, I think too. I mean, I know back when even we first started this show, and obviously there's there's level here levels here of what you guys were investing in. But you know, one thing we kept saying about you know investing in those series one moments, those first moments, knowing that those are going to be the one things that hold up over time. And it was very fun to play the series two game early on when there weren't as many, you had the rookies coming out, all that stuff. But now that the market is just absolutely being flooded with moments, I mean, is it now just a waiting game until more collectors come in and then funnel back towards the series one in the first moments and start seeing kind of the long-term value in those. Is that what the waiting game is at this point? I think so. We saw a similar thing in series one. I've I've mentioned this a few times, but it's important to hearken back to this at some point in November or early December, there were a lot of people who were like top shot is dead. The market is completely flooded. We don't have, you know, we haven't had new people joining in so long, yet you keep dumping packs on us. It was very similar to today. Um, Part of the challenge with today, though, is, you know, we've tapped into the first and maybe second level of new collectors. And who knows how many other levels of collectors there are. I I tend to believe, obviously, with with my actions, that more collectors are coming. Um, But when when you're sitting there with 2,000 users on the platform, it's it's easier to believe that more collectors are coming. Now we've got, I don't know, half a million to a million collectors, and I think more are coming, but there are fewer people to uh, to bring on to the platform since so many already joined. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think, like, kind of, to me, the, the long-term value proposition of Series 1 isn't necessarily something that's going to play out at the end of Series 2. It's more, you know... Uh, 
I'm generally betting and holding a lot of series one moments that top shot over the long term over the next five to 10 years is going to establish itself as the uh, dominant, you know, NBA digital collectibles platform. And then when you have people of my generation who have had more time to accumulate some disposable income and want to put some money into disposable assets or into alternative assets, um, they're, if they are serious collectors, they're going to buy series one. Like when you have two or three series, it, it, there isn't going to be that same, it's going to be a lot harder for people to have conviction that series one is like a super important historic part of like the digital MBA world. than if you were in six years, top shot is absolutely massive. Um, and so to me, that was, that's always kind of, it's always been a bit of a longer term thing. It's not just at the start of series two, everyone's going to start buying series one moments. Yeah. I, every time we talk about Top Shot, like, because we go a week without talking about it, the content activity is a little lower than it was, obviously, during the bull market. But every time, like, you actually think through the fundam fundamentals of it, it's, like, kind of obvious that, like, selling your Luca moment, who could be a superstar from Series 1 because the market's tanking over a three-month period, and then Andy can sit there and say... This could be the collectible of the NBA and of other sports all under one umbrella. It's like if you knew that sports cards and you could own, you know, the Mickey Man, like it, it really is interesting. We're so focused on the short term. Um, that doesn't mean that once again, series one ish Smiths may not go up one day. Maybe you collect them as a set, but for the most part, like, the strategy I think will always be just collect the best players. Those are obviously going to hold the most value. Um, but they keep, I mean, they're, they're at a $7.5 billion valuation. They're getting other leagues. Like they have a plan. Um, I'm really excited for series two to close because I think it's going to, I think that not only kind of locks in series two, which is why I haven't been buying right now. And I think there will be an off season dip, but more importantly, I think we're going to get like at least a, a bit of an idea of what Series 3 will look like, which is going to really help buyer confidence. You know, you start with 4,000 moments for Series 2. Anyone who was in Series 1 was like, that's twice what any of the mint count was for a base moment. And then now you're ending Series 2 with potentially 50K mint, which seems like a lot. But if they say we're doing 100K mint, and I don't think $1 moments are necessarily a bad thing. And then you see them in sports cards. You're going to see the utility of them. And that's something that you'll never be able to have in the physical world. So, yeah, I'm still bullish overall. But it is just funny. Once we talk about it and talk it out and you think through it, it's like, okay, this isn't – the world isn't falling apart. What were your guys' yeah. thought? oh, go ahead, Andy. I no, no, just like to, to kind of piggyback off what Jack's saying. It's like, you know, it's a – it's like to me, it's a and, and Mike and I've had this conversation a million times. It's like a risk, a risk adjusted bet where I think the like pros significantly outweigh the potential downsides. And there's a world where it all kind of goes to shit and no one cares about Top Shot in five years, and that would really, really be a bummer. Uh, but I think like the odds of that happening versus the odds of uh, Top Shot continuing to kind of uh, gain influence and cultural relevance and also just like the general cultural shift to the internet and a metaverse and digital collectibles and all that comes along with that uh the upside of that's just so much bigger and it's something that i'm obviously very comfortable to bet on that's kind of the way that i see it 
Yeah, we're already, I, I know today in the Discord too, uh, um, people are very excited about the Moment Ranks uh, DFS competition. I've gotten to mess around with it a little bit. It hasn't fully captured my imagination yet, but just the overall concept and, and you know, hinting at that word, everyone keeps saying utility, utility, utility. I think it's uh, a pretty fun thing to be able to have these moments and then go use them in a game and more just as a step in the right direction for giving more use cases for these things have you guys messed around at all with the uh, the dfs game so I, I haven't tried it yet myself um but i'm definitely going to i just haven't had a chance to get involved yet they, they really just opened it up to the general public they, they picked out a few specific names on twitter to try it out first and then just opened it up um so i'll definitely give it a shot i just haven't had a chance yet and i'm uh, i'm excited about it um I, I think it's it's an exciting development um i, I think you know, kind of on the point we were talking about before on just kind of the overall state of the market, I think part of the reason someone would sell what's deemed to be, you know, kind of a, a holy grail moment or a high-end moment or a series one moment that's difficult to attain is that everything's been on this downward slope for, I don't know, two, three months. There's been signs of life and then it kind of resumes a downward slope. And so, you know, if, if you think that's going to continue, even if you think, you know, Lucas series one is a fantastic moment, if, if you can sell it for... A thousand, you know, four thousand bucks today, or three thousand bucks today, and buy it back for two thousand dollars a week from now. Um, you know, it could be a reasonable move. Or, or there are people who really invest in the top. They're down seventy percent. It's keeping them up at night, and they just say, "Screw it, I'm out." Maybe I'll be back when things stabilize. But like, this is just too painful for now. Um, and I at least want to see a sign of life before I get back in. And I, I, I hear that side of it. I mean, I, I share Andy's view, where I think it continues to be a, a great bet or a great risk-adjusted bet. Um, and I'm excited about the product, and I think the pros far outweigh the cons. But I, I can imagine people being extremely fatigued at this point and just saying, screw it, I'm cutting my losses. I'm out. You know, once I see some sign of life, maybe I'll give another shot. I definitely saw that sentiment in uh, in the Discord, you know, just people, you know, having that that kind of classic feeling of when prices continue to drop and you're like, I I'm just willing to take my losses and I'd, I'd rather put the money into something else. I mean, I, is capitulation, is, is, that the, is that the term for it there? But it, it seems like people, um, especially with the Series 2 moments, are really losing hope. Yeah, so... It seems that the people want it a little bit. You know, there's a lot of commentary on Twitter that, hey, we hear everyone talking about all the positives of Top Shot. What are you guys worried about in terms of Top Shot? What gives you pause and say, hey, you know, maybe it's not the best idea to hold all these moments and maybe I should sell all my Fred Van Bleets? Uh, I will never sell my Fred Van Bleets. Well, I, I thought, I thought there was just a shot at Pete. I thought there was more <laughs> to that statement. No, no, no. I, 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 like when you really think about it, I don't know. I feel like the closing of series two, that message today just like gave me confidence. I was worried that they were going to dump all the summer run it backs into series two and we we're just going to get even more. And it's just like kind of close that up, set the market on like this is all that's coming in series two. And now I know, OK, is Emmanuel quickly going to have more moments or LeBron like. I feel like a lot of people feel like the rug got pulled on them again with the LeBron 35K moment, right? It was only one of them at 90 bucks, and then there's two. So now they're worth it's worth half as much. And I just feel like that's really tough for a lot of, you know, a consumer. Now, we see it in the physical card world where, like, the first uh, LaMelo Prism PSA 10 to come out that gets graded and sent back, like, always sells for the market high just because it's the first out. But, like, 
people get that and it's just the excitement around it. Um, but I don't know, for whatever reason, it gave me a lot of confidence um, that, that that's going to go a long ways. What were your guys' thoughts on that uh, LeBron Cosmic that got listed? I didn't quite understand why it then got pulled off, but was the um, that was definitely a blow, right? Because the expectation was that one of those would sell at 250K at that max of the market, you know, implying that it was undervalued. What did you guys think of that? So leaving it up for an, for 24 hours to me is just not long enough. Um, it is very hard to deposit a quarter of a million dollars on Top Shot in 24 hours. <laughs> in in general, it's if if you like in current times have a quarter of a million dollars just like sitting in cash ready to, to deploy in case someone lists a LeBron James Cosmic, you probably should like talk to a financial advisor. No, talk to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm always looking for liquidity, and that person <laughs> would have the most. You, uh, yeah, so if it was up for a month, that's a whole different story to me. Yeah. But for 24 hours, it's hard to say. And so, yeah. like you said, the idea that it could get pulled, I think that's what people are like. I'm not going to load half of it, and then by the time it's up. So, yeah. Yeah. So that that's what actually confused me. It, more so than it's selling, of why would someone put it up for less than a day? What's the play there? I think testing the market. I, a lot of people are curious, right? Like, I post the polls all the time and, you know, everyone has their own opinion on it. Um, so maybe they didn't want that. Like when I posted mine, it was genuinely to see, like, I, I actually did not think it would sell. So I put it up and then, you know, I've since taken it down cause not the cosmic, but the FTT. Um, but just to test, like someone, I feel like, you know, it's one of those things also where if it sold for them, it is still a quarter of a million dollars. So it's not like the end of the world um, type of situation, but it would be really interesting to see someone do like a Dutch auction, like say I'm listing a LeBron cosmic a week from now, like this would be a fun exercise. Let people get money on the site and say every uh, 24 hours, I'm dropping it by 10 K that and run that throughout the playoffs. If LeBron obviously kind of stays in it that could be really interesting and it could be a major bear signal that no one buys it even if it gets to 180k we've talked about on this show mike and andy like you guys say you want um like you thought 250 would be somewhat of a quick buy is there a price for you guys where it's like a snap buy or you buy it as a group or you know uh yeah they're, they're, I, I have a number if you have well, a LeBron James Andy's Cosmic, is 250. <laughs> if you have a LeBron James Cosmic and you want to sell it, you can DM me. Uh, I don't want to say my number publicly because I do actively have a number where I would. But buy. it's but it is under two. Like you're, it's not a snap by 250. Is what you're saying. Uh, when or, that Cosmic got listed, I thought about it. Right. Um, okay. Right. But I also just had to pay taxes, um, and I was I was licking my wounds a little bit. Uh, <laughs> So it was not a snap by. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, what about you? You, you, you eye in this cosmic as well or what? Uh, no, I mean, practically I have two of the LeBron already. I also have to be conscious of the fact that it's not people. People are very sensitive to the small number of accounts controlling a lot of the market. So I don't know if it's overall good for top shot. If, if I go and buy that, or if, if, you know, if, if Andy does or, one of the other, whatever, top 25 accounts. Um, plus, again, like, you know, like we've kind of talked about, even though I, I, I do 
buy moments occasionally. Um, I'm trying my best to not be tempted into putting that much more money into Top Shot. I think it's just poor risk allocation at some point for me. So I, I don't know. At one point, I would. I mean, maybe I would participate in a group doing it, but I don't think it's the best idea for me to dump another 250000 bucks into Top Shot. Yeah. Well, one of us is also currently in the process of launching a NFT fractionalization platform where kind of just accruing a lot of high value NFTs would be pretty valuable to what they're doing. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't which know one, that which one. Yeah, which one? <laughs> uh, so in general, <laughs> I'm interested in, in uh, talking about high value NFTs. I actually got a few requests uh, for an update on, on fractional. So what's good in those streets these days? Yeah, we're things are kind of trucking along. We have we're up on the the girly test net. If anyone's seen that, you can like go and kind of mess around with stuff. But it's it's hard. It's I've, I've been surprised. We've had like actually a lot of people come and say, "Hey, I tried this out and this was good. This was bad." Uh, but we're we're pretty close to to launching. I don't have an exact date because uh, we're also kind of working and uh, like collaborating with a couple launch partners who are going to be uh, like launching fractionalize things over the first couple like days and weeks that we're out so we want to make sure that they're all ready to go before we launch and then just kind of like we don't want to sit with nothing for a few days um but it should be not too far away uh hopefully sometime this month did the kind of the beta testing and stuff did you guys get lots of kind of good feedback on the user experience from that yeah so far it's been really good um been Pretty, pretty uh, pleasantly surprised. Or not, not that surprised because my, my co-founder Nate is really good at what he does. Uh, I have nothing to do with it. Um, but yeah, so far it's been pretty good. I, I think one of the things that we're really trying to focus on is trying to make this as like uh, like as easy an experience as possible for someone who is not like a deep in crypto DeFi guy who like knows what's going on uh, in in that whole world. Um, and so, so far the, the response has been pretty good from people that even if they didn't really know much about MetaMask or like connecting to Girly and all this stuff, they were able to kind of get in and, and mess around with it and, and mint a fake CryptoPunk and all that, which was promising. That, that was uh, very reaffirming because that's what we were going for. Yeah, for sure. That's going to be, uh, that's going to be fun. Definitely uh, keep us posted on that. One, sure. one, one other thing about Top Shot and Jack and talking about LeBron do we, I mean, it It has to be mad, bad for the top shot market if the Lakers get bounced early, right? Like we want a deep LeBron run for the top shot market. Or is that, or am I wrong on that? I don't know. I, I mean, it goes both ways, but I think it would be fun to see, like if LeBron gets removed, his stuff's only going to incrementally increase because it's already priced up so high and, you know, as the best player on the site potentially ever. Whereas, like, if Donovan Mitchell's alive and Chris Paul and Devin Booker are alive and, you know, James Harden's alive, like, all those guys, I think they have more potential. Luca, Dame, any of them who, who don't have a ring, those could be fun. What do you guys I mean, think? I think? I think there's some really exciting teams in the playoffs. I mean, sometimes there are, you know, two or three teams everyone wants to see make the finals. This year, I think there's some awesome storylines out there. And, and you can make a reasonable argument that, you know, kind of almost any of the teams in the East or West would make for a pretty exciting finals and you know there's some rejuvenated fan bases there are some new faces around there are you know d different teams floating around um even the nets the bucks need their redemption tour the 76ers haven't been uh the one seed with this you know kind of core set of talent Embiid, you know made a run at mvp um nicks obviously nicks hawks are a young up-and-coming team that we haven't seen in a while and, 
you know, that, that's the East. But anyway, the, the point is, I think there are a lot of, there's a lot of excitement and a lot of angles, almost no matter what the series is. Um, and, you know, I, I do think it would be probably, there are more eyeballs in the NBA if LeBron's doing better, but I don't think there's like a, a bad scenario. Um, like, so, you know, sometimes people are really hoping for, there isn't a necessarily a, a Bears and like early 2000s Ravens Super Bowl or something. <laughs> Oh yeah. man, what a game that was! I remember, I remember that game sitting in my friend's basement. I was what like, early two thousand Ravens? There was there was Giants Ravens, Giants Ravens. Yeah, Giants one. Ravens. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we won by yeah. thirty-one points. You didn't um, like that? I'll take the contrarian side of this. I think it is significantly worse for the top shot market if the Lakers are knocked out, especially in the playing game. Playing games. Uh, I was listening to the um, one of the Ringer podcasts with uh, Kevin O'Connor and Chris Vernon today, and they were talking about. Uh, how many Instagram followers different NBA players have? Because they're talking about how just like amazing the the Lakers um, Warriors game is, as far as just like fan engagement and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so like LeBron James has 80 million followers on Instagram. Steph Curry has the second most with 36 million, uh, and then Westbrook has the third most with 16 million. And just the amount of eyes that like LeBron brings to the NBA uh, is just so much higher than every other player that if we're all excited because Top Shot's going to get a boost because of like marketing and bringing in new people, the worst thing they can do is a bunch of people aren't watching the NBA because LeBron got knocked out in the playing games. I, I was going to come back around and hedge what I said with everyone wants the chaos until you see Warriors-Lakers is going to be the most watched game of the playoffs and it's the second night of the whole thing. I think, it, I think there is a really good chance that Warriors-Lakers is the most watched game of the entire playoffs. The only, obviously, the only thing holding it back is it's 10 o'clock. Well, yeah. and that, that plays it? plays out in all sports, right? Where we, when you're really embedded in the sport and you can appreciate the storylines of any team that gets there, of course, like you're going to enjoy it. But the mass markets, like yeah. they, they need those big teams there. Yeah. yeah. You see, you like, that's why all the okay, NFC okay. East football teams have like a million Monday night and Sunday night games because everyone just loves the Cowboys and the Giants and yeah. all that. Just kind of the way it is. What, what are you guys' thoughts on the concept of the play-in game? I like I, it. I love it. I'm watching I'm into, the, I'm into it also. game right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it kept everything pretty competitive, except for the – everyone was like, it took away from tanking, and then the Thunder literally pulled off the craziest tank. They were like, all right, bet. <laughs> uh, but I like it. I thought the only thing – and we kind of went through this today that we couldn't figure out was I feel like seven should have played ten like reward them but then there, it's like pretty tough to like actually figure out a system that works but i did think seven versus eight was kind of like a sh- you know kind of shitty for the seven seed but but i mean uh, i think the, the worst case you know, if seven loses to eight then they yeah. get a shot at nine or yeah. ten i yeah. mean if, if you if you look at the odds for the seven or eight team to make the playoffs versus the nine yeah. or ten it, it, it favors the seven and eight pretty heavily I would be curious, like, does it favor Boston? Like, Boston's a seven. Like, were they pretty heavy favorites to get in? Because they, I, 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 I think Boston, like, my, minus 500 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're also a bit of a unique situation with Jalen Brown going out yeah. so, so close to the, the playing game. Uh, yeah, see, I love it. Do you see in I the lo- chat Josh Marino and Stephen Farrington? It's literally playing game is dope as fuck, followed by playing game is garbage. Right, right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's divisive. It's divisive. And that's why I'm always a believer that Roham should be conscious of what people think, but should not follow what people think necessarily. You know what I mean? Like, I trust them to make really good decisions. That doesn't mean ignore the community, but like, you know, at some point, they're, they're the people who should 
make the decision. Yeah. Yeah, I think what I really enjoyed about the play-in game was that the you know it just added some really interesting storylines towards the end of the season where like otherwise you just no one would have been watching like yeah. even more of the games than they already weren't watching because half the teams were tanking or already like locked in a spot. Uh, like the all the drama around the drama it wasn't that big a deal, but the, the stuff around the Lakers and and the Blazers and all that and, and who was going to be the the seventh seed or the sixth seed. I really enjoyed that. Um, uh, you know, maybe whether or not it's fair for the, the seven or eight seed, I don't really care personally. I think it's more entertaining. I mean, Russ, Russ like Russ's whole thing would have been completely ignored. They would have been out of the race. For, I mean, they actually ended up sliding into eight, but um, he already doesn't get enough credit. So if they were playing for the 12 seed, like no one would have gave a shit at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think on the positive the, side. Yeah, go, go, go. I do wish that the one seed got to choose who they played out of the two teams. That would be amazing. That made it through. I think that's always fun. That is. I, yeah. I always want there to be like reseeding and choices and things like that. That that would be more interesting. Um, I think the positives here are like you were saying, Andy. The, um, the regular season games matter for more teams for longer. Um, you know, no one's really added completely dead in the water until I don't know, maybe a week left in the season. You can always make a run at that ten spot. Um, and I think we basically got handed a bunch of game sevens, which is a lot of fun. Um, we get a game seven, which is the nine ten game. We get a game seven, which is the winner of the nine ten game against the loser of the seven eight game. Um, and we, we don't have to hope for it's an actual game seven. And there's some legitimate players in these games. Um, I do hear the knock that this is like way too many teams who have a real chance at making the playoffs. Um, but I, I still view it as kind of eight teams making the playoffs at the end of the day. And I do. I always thought that was too many, but I would still even replicate this concept with maybe six teams in the playoffs and one and two get a bye or something, or scale it down in some other way. It but also I, it also yeah. kept the pressure on those teams to play deep to avoid it, right? Like yeah. Portland and the Mavs, and the, yeah. I mean the Heat and all of them. They like they didn't want to have to play in the play-in, obviously. Right. I love it. I will say I just remembered. Uh, Jennings, where I actually don't know where he is, guys. I saw some people asking <laughs> as far as we knew he was going to be here. Um, he <laughs> promised to take us to sit courtside if we got Lakers Nets in 100K Bitcoin. I don't know which of those is the most unlikely, but they all seem incredibly unlikely right now. Net, Nets has some life. They're favored to come out of the East. One of the three-leg parlay. <laughs> all right, I just messaged Peter because he's been. we've been talking about farming on Matic, but I don't know why he's not in the club. Uh, I also want to say, and I can't help but notice uh, you're now using your man's coin as kind of your, your fidget. It's my, like, yeah, it's my desk like fidget spinner now. There you <laughs> go. I need you like one of the old school poker pros to be able to uh, to roll it with your knuckles there. Yeah, I'm not quite there yet. I'm working um, on it. So what, what are your guys' uh, dream finals? Let's maybe, yeah, and, and let's spin it like through the top shot lens like what what is something that you guys would would like to see through the top shot lens hmm. i'm just gonna bring up the bracket so i can make sure i don't miss anyone should i do the like my bags are packed version of this or the what yeah. i want to see happen the most <laughs> for entertainment because uh, i we have can, we can do both versions this can be uh, All right. multiples um what else can go first i mean it's obvious like like our prior discussion, it's it's Nets Lakers is the most optimal for literally every even if 
you are super invested in John Moran, like it, I don't even think it matters. The most beneficial to the market is Nets Lakers. Right. And I, 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 I saw someone tweet. It's like, uh, what would be so fun is jazz bucks. And someone was like, no, the fuck it wouldn't. No one wants that shit. Like they want Nets Lakers. Like everyone wants that. Um, so yeah. All right, Jack, yeah. here's a scenario. Lakers head into the finals. Bitcoin crosses 100K, and you have the Knicks in Brooklyn playing. It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's, not, even, it's not even close. Wow, you're going to really root against our club top shot. I'm taking the Nets. Give me the Nets in that scenario. If Huh? Oh, Mike, you're a fucking Je- Je- Jennings you're will a buy us all four. Just to make the finals, if you give me the finals win, we'll talk. But I think the Knicks would lose that series. I don't want to make the finals to give up the opportunity to have that kind of session. No. Uh, are you also, I got word from Jennings. He thought the club started at 10 Eastern time because, you know, that's always when it starts. Right. It's uh, a- <laughs> it was never started at 10 Eastern. <laughs> so he said it'll be here soon. No, that's not even close. Uh, I would obviously take the Knicks, Knicks like especially if you're giving me the chance to beat the Nets after like the Nets think they're relevant in the state. And that's everything. a fun angle. I like that. Um, but but talking about like people I saw in the chat were like, if the Knicks made it, it would be crazy. It wouldn't. Like, are people going to just go splurge on Julius Randle moments? Like, no, <laughs> like like no shot. Yeah, but but the Knicks get the fanfare to follow. It'd be a good story. I think people would watch. Um, so I, I think the Knicks get some of the benefits that the Nets would get. But I, I definitely hear your point that like, if if you're a John Morant bag holder, do you prefer the Grizzlies to win the title or or Lakers Nets and a ton of attention in the NBA and the platform just skyrockets in general? Like John Morant probably rises in that environment too. Yeah, but but that's another thing we see in the at least in the physical. I assume same in the in Top Shot last playoffs, which we've discussed is different. But like. Anything short of a title doesn't really even pay off much. Like Jimmy Butler, right? Like the appeal of Jimmy Butler. So if you're saying, would you rather John Morant go to the final? Like if you can't guarantee he actually wins a ring from the play-in spot, then it really doesn't do much besides spike your moments for a little. Yeah. Also, have we gotten confirmation that there's not going to be an MVP series? Because that's actually scary if you're you're rooting for those top shot moments. I, I think we did... I think I think someone had said in not so many words, like we get it. That was a mistake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I don't remember. I feel like I feel like Alan said it at some point or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think my so I love LeBron, uh, so I want to see him win as many titles as possible. So I definitely want the Lakers in the finals. Uh, but it's easy for me to root against the dream scenario as far as for Top Shot because. I do not like Kyrie, and KD broke my heart as a Thunder fan. Uh, I actually do like Harden. I would love to see Harden win a title, just not with that team. Uh, so I really, wa- I really want to see Lakers, Sixers. Um, the Sixers are my are my uh, Eastern Conference team because I went to Villanova and lived in Philly for a while, um, and so I do root for them in the Eastern Conference. And I think that'd be a really fun series because they're the number one and two defensive teams in the league as well. So it'd be very, it'd just be a very big change of pace from the, you know, what we've seen all season, which has been just like record after record broken for scoring. It'd be kind of funny and fun to see the the finals be the two best defensive teams, like with a bunch of big men grinding it out in the post. (laughs) 
I like how, yeah, we went from uh, what would be the best for ratings to like, what if we just slow it down, just super old school defensive big man battle. Exactly. I That's like uh, what keeps me up at night is the thought of a Lakers Sixers final series. Like I despise the Sixers because all my best friends are from Philly. I actually, I don't know if people know this, like I am not a huge LeBron fan. Um even though he obviously determines like 98% of my net worth right now. Um, I have respect for him. I think he's one of the greats. But, uh, yeah, Lakers-Sixers would be a disaster for me. I love uh, how Ish Smith, the uh, perennial top shot punching bag. And uh, we got Winston. I think Winston said he has the sickest crossover in the NBA. He said that twice now. Uh, He does have a good cross. Okay, I don't watch enough to really kind of push back on this claim, but I feel like it's a claim you could push back on. I, I, I watch and I watch plenty, and I still don't know. <laughs> he 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 does have, He's one of the fastest players in the league too. He's fun, but he's still Ish Smith, obviously. Ish Smith, dollar mom Ish Smith. Um, so so the title of this stream, market crash. Was that in reference to Top Shot or Andy crashing the crypto market? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was in relation to everything. Gotcha. Uh, I think since we, I mean, even since we last talked, maybe over the past two weeks, that we've had like a full thirty-five percent, I would say, pullback in the in the crypto market. So uh, Andy went from uh, being rich to now he's applying to work at McDonald's in GMI <laughs> finance.com. Is he that like it? paid his taxes and then lost all his money. <laughs> also, you doing all to, right, Andy? Yeah. To, to D-Mang in the, in the chat, Tommy, the Nick's pork roast sandwiches are insane. So I got a lot of respect for you for that. Uh, I that? do. I do love cheesesteaks as well. Uh, is, that a, is that your shirt? Is that what he's referencing? No, Tommy Denix. Uh, this is talking about Philly now. Tommy Denix is oh. a really good <laughs> pork roast. Place. He had like a in pork Philly. roast shirt on for Philly. <laughs> no. I tie dye shirt. <laughs> no. Um, shit. What were we talking about? Talking oh about yeah. The market crash. You got dis- <laughs> you got distracted uh, by all frazzled. Roast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm on a diet, and so thinking about a good pork roast sandwich right now sounds really nice. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the, the market crash was really weird because of all the Elon stuff. Like yeah. it was, it was a really weird weekend, um, with him, like going at it with people on Twitter and stuff. Uh, but at the same time, like, I don't know, to anyone who's relatively new to getting into crypto, what I would say is like, it's not all over. It, it'll, <laughs> this has happened before. Maybe we've gotten to the top of this cycle. I don't personally think so not financial advice um but uh i don't personally feel that way um this nor- normally the top of a market cycle isn't the second richest person in the world like shitting all over cryptocurrency um it's when everyone thinks that cryptocurrency is the best thing ever and we're all going to be billionaires um so yeah it happens it, it sucks just don't get liquidated don't like trade on leverage and stuff and in the end it'll, it'll probably all be okay uh, but also maybe you've just been farming Matic on Matic Network and uh, you're having yourself a good time. Yeah, so, so I is know. Is that still crushing? Because I saw Pete is finally in. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Go ahead Pete. 
No, I was just going to give Andy a shout out because I know Andy's been getting messages. I got lots of messages from people uh, thankful for Andy uh, mentioning uh, Matic and Ave a few weeks ago. And then in our Discord, uh, Jesse Friedland kind of walked all of us who needed hand-holding through uh, a play-by-play tutorial for for how to do that. So uh, shout out to Jesse and shout out to Andy for getting people uh, leveled up on Ave. Once you're once you're in there, it's a very kind of intuitive user experience, which is nice. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah, good question. For, oh, sorry. I keep no, cutting uh, you off, Andy. What's going on here? You know, it's been three been times. Uh, someone asked, "What's the worst case scenario for NBA finalists?" It's kind of a quick question. Should we do a quick round the horn? Yeah. I, I have my answer. You guys uh, got Pacers, yeah. Grizzlies. Well, do we want it to be realistic? Let's do, no, let's do not worst realistic. Real- oh, okay. Yeah, we'll do one of each. Pacers, yeah. Grizzlies is gets worse ratings than any sport ever for finals. I think Jazz Bucks would be miserable. I, th- I-, I was going to say Pacers Spurs would be pretty bad. Similar, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so I'm going to just try to not say the Pacers. <laughs> because yeah. it's like the obvious answer. The consensus um, in the chat that's realistic is Jazz Bucks. I- I'm not sure I agree with that. Really? I think that'd be yeah. No, I, I think there's I think a lot of interesting really stuff there. No, I uh, think you're back yeah. to what we were saying of why it's not good if LeBron or the Nets aren't in there, where it's like you can find appeal in it. Okay. But the yeah, if we're just talking about for the top shot market, yeah, I think yeah. Jazz Bucks is probably no, bad. even for just ratings. Wow. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, just just for general like fan engagement. But like, I think that that'd be a pretty fun series to watch as someone who was is going to watch the finals regardless. Would you watch a Pacers Grizzlies all seven games, forty eight minutes? Yes, I I, I mean I would watch. I love Pacers Grizzlies though. Yeah, be crazy. It'd be well (laughs) because it would be the like the most insane NBA Finals ever. (laughs) With like under five (laughs) hundred records for the finals. The hottest teams in NBA history. At least the Grizzlies have John Morant. The Spurs though, what are they working with? They have, Lonnie, his, Lonnie, they have a yeah, history. Lonnie Walker would be worse I guess. than the Grizzlies. Lonnie because Walker. like so the scenario in which the Grizzlies make the finals, like John Morant drops forty a night and like a couple of their other young guys, Dylan Brooks is playing really well, Jaron Jackson Jr. is playing really well or something. Like the world where they make it, they had a bunch of young guys who all started playing really well, whereas the Spurs it's like DeMar DeRozan got hot, and no one really cares. <laughs> and like Jakob Podol's getting a lot of rebounds. Right. I don't know. Wow. Um, all right. I know we're, we are bouncing around a lot, but I, I don't want to, uh, I do want to keep picking up on the, uh, on the DeFi stuff. Uh, and I heard Jack ask that too. I mean, is, is the, is the Ave Polygon Matic, is that still the place to be right now? Or are the farmers on the move like they are whenever I get settled? Yeah, so there's like a few a few different things that are that are pretty solid right now. Um, you can still make. So what's nice about the Ave stuff, obviously, is it's single asset stuff. You're, you know, the the risk is really just, do you want to hold crypto? The risk isn't. There's nothing else that can really go wrong there. Um, and so that's really nice. And you're still earning pretty solid yield. So let's say you were doing it with like, I don't know, wrapped Ethereum or something. You could probably get up to like 15% or so APR, which is definitely isn't bad, especially because you're earning Matic, which like, I'd like to have more Matic. Uh, 
But then alongside that, uh, Sushi now has farming on Matic Network, uh, and it is it's pretty enticing APRs. Let me see. Um, What's the APR versus APY? Or is that APY like is when you uh, maybe I'm saying this the wrong way, but APR is when you are earning a different asset, and APY is when you are earning the same asset. We I'm had sure that pop up in the tutorial because even on Ave, they're they're both listed. Like so, for your deposit or borrow, there's the APY rate, and then Matic is paying you out uh, APR rate yeah, right underneath yeah. it. Exactly. I think Marcus Smart just like tore his ACL. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, um, no, that's that's a nightmare for that. But yeah, so like you can go look right now on Sushi. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think that the numbers they have here are correct. Uh, as far as what the the APYs are, they they call them APYs. That's incorrect. It's APR. Um, they show very different numbers on VFAT, which is the VFAT dot tools is like a very no UI just text website that I use to uh, to just kind of like track farming and stuff. It's really nice and just it does everything you need. Um, but yeah, the so right now on Sushi's site, VFAT isn't loading. It says you can earn 157% annually uh, staking Raptmatic and Ethereum, which is obviously very nice, and you're holding two great assets. Um, on, on VFAT, it's more. It says it's saying more in the 43% annually, which sounds more correct to me based on the time that I was staking there. Um, but but you can generally earn pretty solid. 20 to 25 to potentially even higher uh, on some of the less used pools. Um, and it, it's the same as, you know, as it was farming sushi on, on ETH layer one. Uh, and you're earning both sushi tokens and Matic tokens. Got you. And a, a question I actually saw in the chat here too, and it's a question I've had with earning that Matic because Matic is doing so well right now. Do you think, you know, converting that, re-adding it back into your farm makes sense? Or do you think just holding Matic and just holding that reward is is worthwhile? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely hard to say. Uh, the The value of compounding your what you're earning is, like, super valuable long-term. Um, but there also, like, is a world where we wake up tomorrow and Matic is a dollar or Matic is $3. It's been pretty crazy over the last... Uh, over the last couple of weeks, I would, I personally, when I was farming, it was compounding because it's just, it's got, I, I generally like to kind of just like have a game plan of what I'm going to do and try to stick to it kind of regardless of price action because the prices in crypto are so crazy and unpredictable. And so when I go into a farm, I'll try to, you know, I'll give myself the reason why I want to either hold or compound and then I'll stick to that until I pull out. Um, and so with the Matic, that's what I was doing. Um, but I, th I think really just come to a to come to your own conclusion on whether you want to hold more Matic or continue to compound what you're earning and hold like half the Matic and then kind of go from there. But that'd be my recommendation. Um, just real quick to, for people who are lost in the chat. So if you are in the Deposit Kingdom Discord, the link is down below. Uh, lots of good DeFi talk in the Sat Chasing channel. And it was Jesse 
who walked us through it. We actually did it in, we didn't record it in the video chat, but he went on another podcast and recorded the full Ave uh, Polygonmatic tutorial. And I posted that link in the Sat Chasing channel within the Discord. So if you're lost and intrigued and want to go through it, and Jesse has also been uh, very gracious with his time and answering questions. Um, he will, um, he'll answer, and we can help you out in there as well if you want to. How do you, How do you even find your sushi on the uh, on the new like interface of the sushi swap site? Like I can't even find it. Hey Peter, uh, so sorry, Jack. What are you looking for? I'm trying to find like what I have staked. I can't even find it. Is it still sushi app.sushi.com? Yeah. And so then are you on, so it'll automatically change networks for you based on what you're connected to on MetaMask. Yeah. So is your MetaMask connected to mainnet or Matic net? Uh, I don't even know where I, I think it's open up your MetaMask and on the top, right? You'll have, you'll, you should see like, it'll say Matic or Ethereum mainnet. Yeah. Mine's on Ethereum mainnet. Okay, so then if you go to the yield page, it should show up for you there. Gotcha. Um, Got it. Okay. I'm not sure if it'll like sort by which ones you are staking nah, or anything. No, nah, I see it now. I see it now. So it's, it's all so confusing. What up, Jennings? Oh, sup, boys. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Pete? Oh, we got some sleeping issues. Ashley's shushing me already. Um, yeah, yeah where are you? I'm in my basement because my studio is, or my, not my studio, my office is right next to the baby's room. She's not sleeping well today, so. I saw bad life. Uh, lumber prices are tanking. Does that mean you're finally going to be able to finish the studio? Dude, I, I just sent a text to those guys. I'm so tilted. <laughs> this was 10 o'clock. I'm tilted. I'm just. That was my first reference to, or like hearing that the lumber prices were out of control. And then I feel like after Pete mentioned that on the stream, everywhere I looked, every news headline was like, lumber prices skyrocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the lumber thing is, is absolutely insane. But uh, Ashley's come down, she's going to pour some wine. So I guess that'll be the detailer. And other than this uh, markets tanking, um, oh, yeah, that's really fun. Yeah, I heard uh, people in the chat are saying Bitcoin's continuing to plummet here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Pete, it looks like you're going to be off the hook for uh, taking us courtside for that game. I think that's the silver lining. I mean, hey, it's still possible. Bitcoin uh, takes a huge rally here, and, and yeah, the Lakers get hot. And then, I mean, it's, it, it, there's, there's still some, there's some way this can work. Selfishly, uh, Nick's Nuggets, I get courtside too. If they meet in the finals, that was that was agreed upon. So, fourth seed and the three seed, never know. Oh, I for, I couldn't remember that. I forgot Pete also agreed to that. I didn't know if this was something you and your boy Jamal Murray had worked out after your shooting. <laughs> I should hit him up. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's walking around now. Hopefully, Murray gets healthy. So. Yeah, it'll be fine. This is where Peter tells the story. He's like, oh, yeah, I was actually in the sauna with Jamal Murray uh, earlier today. He's doing great. <laughs> I, I, did I wish? Oh, gosh, it's just burying me. We're, you're, we're live right now, sweetheart. <laughs> Hi, Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Hello. <laughs> it's been a long day. What are you guys drinking? Well, what are we drinking over there? So, a Hess wine? Yeah. Ask cab, yeah, seems yeah, solid. 
it, it yeah. Bad. Now I'm getting shushed about the baby. I mean, babe. Wow. You guys got to crank up the noise machine. Yeah, yeah. we uh, Pete, missed. We talked uh, a bit about the Top Shot market. We talked about uh, the playoffs, our wish list for uh, finals matchups. We've touched on the markets, hitting on DeFi. Um, what, what's going on in, in your world? I'm just watching the blood in the streets. Uh, my baby's not sleeping. And, uh, yeah, that's basically the gist of it, you know. But when was the last? When was the last time you got to post the minor GIF, and when it, when yeah. are we going to get to see it again? That GIF is in, is it's that GIF. By the way, is not a pump signal. That's a farming signal. Candy. <laughs> which, which coincides with stuff pumping. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's very true. But okay. uh, what what was the consensus dream finals matchup? Uh, Andy, Andy wants Pacers Spurs, I think is what <laughs> <laughs> my, my pick was Lakers Sixers. Yeah, I'm still on, uh, Lakers Nets BTC 100 K. It's my only sweat. I love that one. I think, I think the Sixers, that's a sharp one. Shout out to Daryl Morey. Um, out of the West. I mean, it'd be cool to see Utah make it somehow. Uh, we concluded not cool to see Utah. Yeah. I'd, I'd, cool. I'd way rather see the Suns than. Oh, I'd rather see the Suns too. What but... if the Warriors sneak in? That would be a ton of fun. Just get to watch Steph time. light it up. That would be all time. I mean, who, yeah. who else? I mean, the Clippers are interesting. But yeah, it's kind of a weird. The West is very. Uh, yeah, I feel like there's better teams in the East this year, which we haven't been able to say for a long time. Who Who do you think has a better chance, the Bucks or the Sixers? Knowing Probably that the Bucs have to play Brooklyn. Probably the Bucs. I think the Bucs are a better team, but it's close. What do you guys think? I agree. I think Bucs, yeah. I think I would pick the Sixers. But really? Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm i extremely interested to see how they play with a smaller rotation where they actually have players who can shoot a three-point shot uh, in the playoffs. They haven't really had the chance to do that yet. Uh, I think they match up pretty nicely against most most of the teams in the East. I think a direct matchup against the Bucks, it's probably would probably be, be pretty tough. Like I don't want to say it's a harder matchup than the Nets, just because the Nets are like a juggernaut yeah. of a team. But I do feel like of all the teams in the East, the Nets are probably most afraid of the Sixers, just because like who is going to stop Joel Embiid on that team? And you can throw Simmons and Tybal on people and and really like uh, mess up their their flow. Um, I, that's kind of it, my feeling. I always think back to uh, who who is it that was speaking at the not MIT is it the MIT conference? Sloan. Yeah. yeah. Who was it? The Warriors GM about like you know your secondary and third move when it comes to the playoffs. I wonder like once they take away Embiid, right? They're going to double him. What's that look like when they take away Ben penetrating? When they move Tobias to a second and third move, you know, when stuff really tightens up, we've seen it destroy Giannis over the last two playoffs. The Sixers haven't made it far enough to really get hit with that shit yet. And I'm really curious, like what they look like when they have to make those adjustments. Doc in the playoffs has been so-so. Could he get out coach? We'll see. Which, which uh, player in top shot streets do you guys think stands to benefit the most by winning a title? My, my, my answer is Giannis. It's probably the obvious answer. I think he gets a title. It pushes him over that edge into the 
more like uh, you know L Luca territory, maybe even Steph territory, and he's kind of hanging behind those guys right now. Uh, there's, but there's a few other guys. He might still be a victim of that MVP series, though, right? Kind of like diluting kind of the scarcity of his moments. I'm just strictly through a top shot lens. I, I agree with the overall narrative of him winning a championship. I, th I think so, but I feel like that's baked in at this point. So he'd see, I'd see, I think he'd see a sizable jump with a, with a title. I think Chris Paul is another interesting one. Um, who else that's, what what everyone, that's what everyone in the chat Yo, says. I, I, yeah, I strongly disagree with the CP3 thing. He's, pr I mean, he's the top five point guard ever and one ring is big, but like, it's not, you know, he's not walking around with three of them. It would be his only one. Um, Harden, I don't think people will give enough credit to for that. I think Jokic isn't a bad take. Dame, is, Dame is interesting. I mean, Jokic has barely moved even after locking up MVP, right? Like how much more can even change for him? That's a good point. Harden and Kyrie and all those guys, I think, could bump up a bit. Yeah, I, 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 I might be the biggest hardened bag holder on top shot. Actually, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. The I feel like KD is interesting, right? Too because already like his his moments feel scarce on the site. Not a ton of series one moments. I feel like his stuff, especially series one, could go through the roof. Um, I, I mean, I know he's already won one, but with the Nets, could be a nice pump for him. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I'm Tatum, very curious. I like that. I mean, it's unrealistic, but Tatum, if he carried them and he kind of solidifies himself as not only a great scorer, but a winner. This yeah, I like that answer. Career. I mean, it's him and Luca. It's interesting, like how much of that stuff's priced into them also already. Uh, like you have to imagine Luca's shit is priced into an MVP award and already winning a title. Right. That's true. Andy, you going to shout out your guy, the big ragu? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be huge for him. Huge for him. Uh, really, for all of Delaware, as the Michael Jordan of Delaware, I think it'd be really big. Um, How many D uh, Dante moments do you do you own? I don't even have that many. Wow. <laughs> Not a true fan. I'll give you another unrealistic one, but Russ, I mean, if he actually won a title as the number one, and then the triple-double stuff becomes that padding to, like, legitimacy that would just be insane yeah yeah I think, I, I think those are probably like the superstar on a lower seed team that just carries them all the way like a, even a lillard too right yeah. like if he took them super far i think donovan mitchell would be really interesting just because like i don't think he gets a lot of respect and i'm not sure i think it's wrong he's not my favorite player uh but like you know, the Jazz have the best record in the league this year, and he like, would have to be more than what he is. I think. Yeah, he'd have to win finals right? MVP. Not only that, but like he's known as like a volume scorer, right? So he'd have to beat eight assists in the finals and prove like he's not just. I don't know about that. I I think if you win finals MVP, you win finals MVP. Um, but like, people aren't really talking about him as far as like all NBA and all that Rudy Gobert is getting some mention. Like there isn't really a guy on the jazz who get a lot of, yeah. gets a lot of accolades and he's the best player on the team that had the best record in the league. And so it's just like, as far as the narrative around any one particular player, like he's someone who is generally not considered for all NBA, but Ooh. if he were to win finals MVP, that 
fault him up a bit? I got my answer definitively. Right. I mean, I think Giannis is probably ahead of this guy, but this guy's definitely top five. Paul uh, <laughs> George has had an awesome year and yep. tanked in the playoffs last year. Clippers win it all this year, and Paul George is a huge part of it. So I feel like he's had some great seasons. I think the knock on him has been yeah, last year's playoff performance was awful. He was actually quite good in the playoffs. With, they started his career in the, with the Pacers. But yeah. they won a championship, and he was a big part of it. That could be that could move him from like that, you know, tier B superstar to like the tier A superstar. And but what, but what he but insinuating he wins Finals MVP, he'd right? have to right. That would, really I mean, that would boost it. I think just based off the optic of how well he would have to play to win that award with Kawhi as his teammate. So I guess that's fair. He could win it though, right? Like there's there's he definitely probably like yeah. 30, 20%, 20% maybe. Other times the Clippers win it. I mean, it's like Kawhi the most, and then him, and I don't know really who else would win it on that team. But yeah. he, I also feel, is on that uh, that line that teeters between like the aging veterans that have like Hall of Fame cases, where you know it's all priced in, like with the Chris Paul, and people almost get bored with their legacy as it pertains to okay, there's no more meat on the bone for their moments to rise. Whereas I think people with like the Kawhi, Anthony Davises they still think like, hey, there's still room to grow here. So I guess the concern would be, all right, is Paul George sexy enough to to still really pump a lot? Sexy. Jennings, you going into any, any uh, Nuggets playoff games? I'm going to the Avs playoff game tomorrow, actually. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, that'll be fun. I, I'm supposed to go to a Nuggets playoff game. I've just been – boys, I went to Vegas this last weekend. It was <laughs> the most fun ever. Doing everything uh, you can. What was, what was this Vegas trip? Was this another poker trip? We uh, we did go to Ben Lamb's penthouse. No poker, but that's that was cool. Uh, there was a poker table there, which was cool. Uh, a lot of golf and way too much drinking. So I've been playing mad catch up, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm, a, I'm in a little bit of trouble at the household here. Just <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying to gain some trying to get it back but yeah well at least you're smoothing things over with a club appearance and heading to the abs game uh tomorrow it seems like you are doing everything you can (laughs) are you still going to miami in two weeks (laughs) (laughs) i've been getting a lot of peer pressure to go to miami but i don't think it's gonna happen oh andy you gotta go dude dude we need we need to do a, a new york uh rendezvous this summer i want to make it out for the tennis match I definitely want to get your guys' perspective because I feel like when things are going up, I'm not like super excited other than like learning in crypto. But going down, you always have that like that feeling in your stomach. I definitely would love to hear Andy's perspective and all you guys. But even with DFS and like gambling and stuff, like the wins are never that exciting to me. They're more just like kind of relief. But the losing, and then when markets go down, um, I guess right now I'm thinking a little bit about buying stuff, which is nice, but I, I'm already so deep into crypto relatively. Andy, I know this is like your whole life. Like, how do you guys handle things going down? And like, does it motivate you to work harder? Do you not want to do want to just not look at it? Do you want to like go do something else? Like, how, how do you guys handle this stuff? Well, for me, it just like, I mean, not in, in times that are immediate like this, because I have, you know, I have outstanding collateralized loan positions and stuff that I have to make sure aren't getting liquidated and, and stuff like that. So in that sense, depending on kind of my like current asset allocation, it can be stressful um, just because I don't want to 
get liquidated or something. Uh, but for the most part, for me, I think like I have been in crypto for like the better a little over four years now. I've like owned and been actively working in it, and like I'm not. I don't really sell. <laughs> I've never, other than to pay off my student loans and to pay taxes, I've never sold any crypto to like take any money off the top. Um, and I just am going to hold it until I no longer like I'm confident long term in crypto being something like a, a revolutionary technology. And as of right now, like, you know, the market going up or down at any given time doesn't change my opinion on that. And so I think the most important thing and I was saying this earlier is just like, if you're making bets that you if you like have a relative game plan and you are like actively making choices and bets on coins and stuff that you are confident on and you've like thought through and talked through with other people your thesis on these things it gets a lot easier to not really care what the price is at any given time um and like you know i'm not at a point in my life where i need to cash out a bunch of my crypto holdings thankfully and so i'm just not going to and so the price this week or next week or in two years doesn't really matter. Um, Everyone knows Andy just checks the prices for his Twitter content and for memes. Like that's oh, the yeah. only reason. Your content. <laughs> well, the it, content is like, it, it is, is one of those things where you, you got to enjoy it, right? When it's fun and then you got to <laughs> detach your emotions uh, when it doesn't get as fun with the, with the price action. And I think that's one of the things with Top Shot, right? Where, and why people say utility is when your only interaction with the product is staring at prices in the marketplace, like that's going to naturally lead to an unhealthy relationship with it. So like, what are the ways that you can engage with those top shot moments in a way where it's just not exclusively about the price in the market? Because then, then you're not going to be able to sustain what are very natural pullbacks uh, in markets. So, yeah. so I, I think um, in answer to kind of how I'm thinking about this right now, I, I try and keep perspective where, I mean, it's going to sound ridiculous, but, you know, let's all, let's all play a game. What was the Ethereum price and the all-time high for Ethereum as of May 1st, 17 days ago? The answer is it was below $3,000. So we've rolled back the clock two weeks from an Ethereum price standpoint. Bitcoin is obviously worse off, but that's something like three months. Um and so, you know, I try to keep that in mind. It obviously sucks. It's a huge percentage drop. You, you, you know, you, you look at your accounts and the numbers are way smaller than uh, what they were. Um, a, a weird silver lining of it is that during the bull run and the run up where there were, you know, coins left and right, projects and platforms left and right going up 30% a day, 40% a day, 50% a day. I was like losing sleep, feeling like I was missing every single opportunity. Um, and it's... It's, you know, it's not bad to let the, you know, let things breathe and marinate a little bit and, and kind of come up for air and, you know, look around at things outside of crypto for a while. And this has kind of given me the opportunity to do that. Um, and then on the positive th side of things and why I remain bullish on all of it is that, you know, you look at the average daily users on, on MetaMask. I, th I think, Andy, sense check this, please, that this is memory from a tweet that I saw something that there are like 600,000 600, active accounts on MetaMask right now, That's which is a really high number. I think that's a really low number. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that'll seem high next to, to you, the founder of MetaMask. Um, but for, for, for us normies, that it's, it's a pretty small number given the, the use case of the product and where I think crypto is headed long term. And 
it, it, you know, it's kind of table stakes at this point to have a MetaMask if you're at all seriously involved with, uh, with crypto. And to see so few people involved, to see the immense potential of the ecosystem, um, you know, I try not to focus on the short-term price movement. So the, the combination of the perspective, the relief, and my ongoing confidence in, in the ecosystem is, uh, is my answer. Yeah. I mean, I did, I did little stuff too. I mean, I joke about it, but like on my phone, like when stuff is pumping, I'll have like the little widgets showing the prices and it's so fun. And then when it's not, I just delete the widgets. Like, it's not like I'm going and cashing out my crypto. I just don't want to be this early reminded about it every time I look at my phone. So even just like little hacks of that, of like enjoying it when it's fun and putting it on the back burner when it's not can do wonders for your mental health. Right. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, it, I mean, it is, oh, go ahead, Pete. I was just gonna say, I agree. I think the biggest thing, if you're doing the DeFi stuff, that's stressful relative to just holding. And I think this is, this happened to me in the past is if you are doing like, if you have loans against your assets, you'd have to check it more. Um, so that's one other thing just about leverage and stuff. Like the stress factor there is definitely higher, but obviously you're getting a lot more reward, uh, when things are going well. Um, but yeah, I think Pete, you make a really good point and just broadly, you like, you can't, I think for me, it's just a personal struggle where like the wins and just like the good stuff happening is far less exciting. Uh, it's more of a relief. And then the downside, and even right now I'm not like stressed out, but um, it's more, it's more that I, like you rethink your, your actions a lot more. And I think you should be doing that when you're winning too. That's, that's the hard part is you learn a lot more when you're losing. That's why I avoid the shit coins personally. I think there's ways to make money, but if they were to go defunct overnight and I was like, why did I do that? Like I was just chasing the money. So I think that can help a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, what you just said, Jennings, which is like recognize and Andy's touching on it too. Like what you're investing in, actually believe in it, not just, <laughs> you know, buy safe moon. Cause some guy on Twitter is, you know, making videos about it. Andy, what is your take on all that? Obviously, we've had stuff with the GameStop, Dogecoin, and now even more recently with like Portnoy, like Jack was referencing, pumping the shitcoin as as a bit and stuff. And this idea of seeing influencers, seeing TikTok, you know, people be able to really actually meaningfully move prices versus like the stuff with actual strong fundamentals. I think people tell themselves like that money will ultimately. Um, float to good projects. I was reading a thread on Twitter today about zero X uh, and people were saying, well, it's just poor marketing. Like people don't want to invest in a coin called zero X. They want a coin called 20 X, you know, like, <laughs> and so where are you on that stuff of like, there are some really exciting projects with really good development and technology, but they might not be getting talked about on TikTok. Yeah. So I think, I don't know. My, like my view of Dogecoin has changed dramatically over the last year uh i used to I, i've never owned a dogecoin do not currently never have probably never will um i totally get it now and i do not think it is a bad cryptocurrency to own um i think i kind of the way that i feel about a lot of that stuff is that like ethereum and like the evm and the ability to create these uh these cryptocurrencies out of nothing and do like all this Gen yield farming on them and stuff it's basically just like a new internet casino um that's kind of the way i think about it now and people love gambling i don't think it's going to go anywhere i think it's going to stay around a lot of people are going to get burned a lot of people are going to make money and that's just like 
you know how playing poker works and uh it's it's really risky something that uh crypto kobe said on a stream recently that i resonated with a lot was that you know he personally holds things where if he lost all of his money and had to explain to his parents why he had to move home he wouldn't feel like a complete idiot um and that's kind of kind of an ethos that i live by uh where I, I don't really i don't really like play with all that stuff just because uh i don't know i i feel like there's a lot better longer term rewards that have a significantly higher chance of paying off by spending some time and researching things and, and really trying to get in the weeds uh and that can be seen with like ethereum or like maker and a, and a lot of these DeFi coins are uh synthetics was one or ave both have like and i didn't ride either of these but have both like a thousand x over the last couple of years uh and, and they're they're coins that launched in 2017 and were around and there was a small group of people in all their discords and stuff who were chatting about the projects and really believed in it and they held through it being worth nothing for a really long time and then they all made like life-changing money um and so like to me that is significantly more interesting than just like trying to see what your favorite tiktoker is talking about um but i don't think that stuff's going anywhere and i totally get what people like to do it because like gambling is fun and so people are going to keep doing it andy i know you um, gambling is fun by the way <laughs> and i think that's a good bet that people will keep doing it speaking of that uh the dodgers game i was oh yeah some- we, we didn't hear about your uh, la trip yeah, I was shooting some content, and uh, the bet for the content was Max Muncy to hit a home run plus 400, and he homered, and it was electric. There's nothing better than a group ride and being at the game. And, you know, gambling's fun. It's so fun. Group sweats are one of the most enjoyable gambling experiences you can have. Oh, speaking of that, Underdog Fantasy, there might be a Jack Specialman coming up in the playoffs, so stay tuned for that as well. There you go. Uh, Pete, remember our uh, WNBA live sweat in Vegas? That was the greatest night of my life. <laughs> you, you've had a lot of great nights. That's a, that's that's. <laughs> I mean, that one's at the top. So, <laughs> what was that one? We went to an Aces game. Who were they playing, Pete? I think I remember. I just remember the coach. <laughs> I remember Levitan t- tilting about the coach. <laughs> of course, the goat Asia Wilson. I mean, Asia Wilson. She well, is the, goat. the best part was is uh, Adam, you know, was grinding WNBA DFS and had like some source on a player who wasn't on the plane going to the game, and so had strong conviction on a side. So we're just all unloading the clip, buying these good seats, and then just going and just screaming. The entire game because it was a sweat. I, I think it took us until the fourth quarter to uh, to cover the spread. But yeah, that was a good time. So, I mean, there's no better. I mean, that was the dream. We had a great crew. We we're all <laughs> lined up with Asia Wilson. And we all I've incredible. already I've already Terrible done this question. bit. I've already done this bit to Peter. Uh, what he says. No, I mean, that, that, that night's up in the top five. But, <laughs> you know. But Aces game. That's a that's a that's a clear number one. No, <laughs> yeah, that was uh that was a good one, and that that's why we need Lakers Nets BTC one hundred K. BTC one hundred K. That's it's looking less and less likely. <laughs> we need yeah. How do we time that? We still with, have time though. I yeah. mean, we still have almost like two months. months. Two months. I mean, things can reverse in a hurry. Exactly. <laughs> we need a, little... a we need a blow off top, and we need Pete to buy the uh, the tickets right when it shoots past. <laughs> Tell you what, if BTC is 100k, 
and we're going to that game. We're buying sick tickets. I'm going to sell some BTC to buy the tickets. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I figured. I'm pretty sure Connecticut Suns home court is at Mohegan Sun, by the way. So as part of our New York trip, I don't know. Are they still? In, is, what is the WNBA going on right now? What's happening? It they just started. They just started. Yeah. yeah. Sabrina. Sabrina had a oh, yeah, triple double, right? I just saw that headline. Yeah. She's awesome. I've been oh, to yeah. one WNBA game in my life. It was a good Which, time, though. Which, would you say is the best night of your life, Andy? Uh, I wouldn't go that far. It was cool though because um, you know the the Spurs assistant coach uh, Becky Hammond. Yeah. So uh, she used to be relatively close with my dad when she played Ooh. for the uh, for what is it, the Liberty? No wonder you're angling yeah. for Spurs Pacers. <laughs> no, yeah. so, my, so my dad's a pastor, <laughs> and she would come to my our church, uh, and so like. My dad knew her pretty well, and so she got us some tickets. Wow, uh, Andy! It was so cool, so I got to like beat the team. Andy's dad's that... a pastor. That would have been that would have been yeah. low on the lot in grade. Shocking, right? Like that would have been a pop quiz. Like here's your multiple choice. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, we both have uh, Becky Hammond connections. My cousin played with her at Colorado State. That, uh, oh, that's funny. when they made the yeah, she's she's been to my uh, my house for Thanksgiving uh, before. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Becky Hammond is uh, a true goat. She is awesome. She's very nice. She's very nice. Yeah. Um, uh, we have a, a guest that is going to join us. We have Nathan, a.k.a. FF Doom, from the Deposit Kingdom Discord, one of our VIPs. How you doing, Nathan? Hey, I'm doing great. It's great to be in the club. What's up, guys? What's, What's going on, Nathan? Hey. I love that username, by the way. It's a fun oh, one. Thank you so much. I get a lot of props on it. Is that uh, fantasy football Doom or something else? Yeah, that was the whole idea behind it. I'm a pretty big MF Doom fan, so I was trying to be, you know, creative with my uh, I don't even know what that is. Oh, come on, Jack. What is yeah, that? You, Jack. Got the mask right here. Wow. He's a rapper. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he passed away recently, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He just had a really good uh collaboration postmortem album come out with Czarface. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I believe your Twitter avatar is uh the FF Doom mask over uh uh, Adam Gase, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, it all, you know, it all started. I'll be honest. In uh, Arby's at a uh, lunch break, I was going in at, uh, from my dealership job out of college, and uh, on the TV there's Adam Gase, you know, being signed by a Jets. I just remember, like, oh my God, who is this maniac with these eyes? You know, like, <laughs> I'd, I'd always known his name, but like to put a face, like that's who they're hiring. Like, oh, my God. So. <laughs> I just thought, you know, I, I thought that was a funny moment. I just like throw the mask on there because, you know, who's the biggest like villain in fantasy football? Adam Gaze. There you go. There you go. Well, welcome uh, to the show. I- excited to have you on. Uh, you know, tell us uh, a little bit uh, about yourself. Clearly a fantasy guy that has caught the uh, the Top Shot bug, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. So like obviously uh, like UP, I actually work for a marketing company. So uh, we were actually working remote the past year or so. I was able to get into your videos a lot, you know, from last season and uh, just watching your stuff, you know, week in, week out. It's been awesome. And uh, but yeah, I work as a uh, graphic arts manager. Basically, I'm in charge of like running like uh, all the graphics and stuff for our uh, marketing company. So uh, a little about me, too. I also like obviously skateboard. I got the skateboards in the back. Uh, so kind of like, like to do a lot of different things. Uh, not all my friend groups, you know, fall in that Venn diagram of stuff. But uh, it's, it's whatever. There you go. And do you have uh, do you have any uh, moments you're keeping a close eye on during the playoffs? Are you a, a hodler? Are you 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 buying the dip? What are you doing? Uh, I've just been kind of sitting on some stuff. I mean, 
it's kind of thinking about maybe moving away from some of my moments, like from players I know aren't going to be in the playoffs much longer. Uh, I am from Indy, so I've got some Pacer moments, but I know, you know, they did pretty well tonight, but uh, I don't think their season's going to last much longer. So I've already, you know, you know, thinking about maybe moving away from some of those because I know they're probably going to dip, but whatever. Uh, I've got some other stuff too I want to sit on, but I kind of already made all my money in the beginning. Just, you know, I'm just happy with what I'm working with now. It's kind of house money. It's how I look at it. There What's you your go. username? I'm going to scout out your account. Oh, uh, boy. Just FF Doom. He's consistent. Actually. It's good yeah. branding <laughs> across all the platforms. Right. This is where uh, – I will report how- back. This is what when Mike uh, now goes out into public post pandemic, you just get to ask everyone what their uh, top shot username. And let me just look you up here real yeah, quick. Don't do and, my uh, history, man. Don't. What's what, what's your go to uh, search, Mike? For what platform do you use? I'm just looking what he still has in his account. I'm not going to sc- dig into his background. Um, <laughs> no, not yet, at I least. Mean, I mean, all right, like, all right, all right. like, do you you go to his Top Shot account, evaluate, or moment? Right, right now, I'm on his Top Shot account. Um, yeah, I mean, I like evaluate, own the moments. Got a, a fun analytics platform. Um, occasionally, I'll pop over to Intangible to see if Veerman's unlocked some of the features that he locked like six months ago, um, but he, but he hasn't. Um, add more funds is good. Honestly, I bounce around between all of them. Um, moment ranks I like during weak markets because they factor in the serial number, so it makes my number look higher. Um, yeah, that is nice. Nate, yeah. I, am, I am just looking here at your resume. I notice a three-month gap between 2012 and 2012. Can you kind of account for why you were unemployed during that time? <laughs> uh, I was probably still in uh, high school. I might tell you. You were at high school in 2012? Oh, wait, shit, uh, I was yeah. too. Yeah. I graduated from college in 2011. What do you mean your wife? I think he means he's married if I had to guess. <laughs> but he said he was in high school in 2012. Yeah, that puts him at like yeah, 26 or 27. Damn. Look at you. I'm You're the still- old man in the club. How embarrassing is that? I mean, I, I was just the young guy on the trip. I mean, Are I'm not older than you? older than the rest of the guys. I'm, I thought I'm, I'm 31. How old are you guys? I'm 33. Yeah, I, I turned 34 uh, in June. June you guys one. are really old. Wow, what wow. was that? When is your birthday? February. Thank goodness. I knew it. Yeah, this is. Well, all right, you're the old man. Wait, yeah. let's go. Did you graduate what? 05 or 06 high school? For, uh, 05. Got it. So you're a young. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, boomers. Just like the show. Okay. Hey, Nate, be careful here. Be careful here. <laughs> Um, what do you All think? Right, the I, oh, the go good ahead. thing about Nathan's account is he has a Fred Van Bleet. The bad thing oh, is he, mandatory. You know, the, the I, bad I'll thing is he has twenty-seven total moments. The worst thing is he only has common moments. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, let's talk shit about him a little more. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you shaming him for uh, for not having cosmics, Mike? Not cosmics, yeah. just uh, you know, an MGLE here and there would be nice. Maybe a throwdown. You know, get involved, though. This is a new segment where we bring on someone from the Discord and Mike calls them a rent seeker to their No, I did, I did not. I did it last time. I did it last time. I, I did no such thing. <laughs> Only comments. Come on, Mike. Let's hey, try I to be more welcoming. For the drops. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Hey, Mike, what do you say to that? You qualified for the drops, dude. That's great. Yeah, if you should be shaming anyone, it's for anyone in this club that doesn't still grind $9 reserve packs. 
Eddie, so that, that, Eddie that's, my, that's, the, that's the result of my scouting. Nathan, if I gave you, uh, and I'm don't get your hopes up. I'm not doing this. If I <laughs> if I gave you five hundred dollars right now to go spend in the marketplace, what 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 would you do? Would you spread it out, or do you, would you have a key moment you would go grab? Uh, you know, I would probably consider. You know, obviously the guys are going to be probably throughout the playoffs still playing, but uh, I'm a big pretty pretty big Dame fan, obviously. So my dream moment, obviously, to have his first moment, but I just have never been able to get up to that level of just like having that much to spend. But uh, yeah. Um, 500 bucks. That's kind of, I don't know right now. I'll probably try to get like some kind of rare, you know, some, uh, cheap rookie, you know, uh, Do you have a know. favorite team. Do we have? Right now. Pacers. All right. Are you in Indiana? Uh, yeah. Nice. Are you a big TJ McConnell fan? Uh, honestly, not really. I mean, like I said, like I grew up a Pacers fan, uh, but not like super serious about it. I'm, I'm always more like football, but I will say getting a top shot has a lot made my interest in basketball a lot more like i'm actually following the games and like paying attention i feel i know more players than i've ever did before obviously like i probably could have named like 20 players before top shot and i could probably name like 200 so could you name all 15 players on the active roster for the knicks uh that i could not do i'm sorry jack (laughs) what about uh what about carson wentz the colts how bullish are you one to 100 on uh wentz on the colts uh Honestly, I mean, I think he's got a decent chance. I mean, I don't think they're going to, like, shit the bed or anything, but um, I he's think they're, terrible. Gonna, they're probably, uh, I don't I'll know. I'll take the opposite take. Happen. I think Wentz is going to be awesome on the Colts. Oh, I'll, all right. Yeah. Let's get action on that. I'm, playing, I'm on Jennings' take on this. I think he's oh, going to Oh, perfect. I'll take action against anyone. Dude, Wentz was, like, the MVP of the league. That and was his outlier season. He was awesome beforehand. He's a really that was good – That was when he had a good coach. And a good offensive line, and now he's got a great offensive line and a and running back. coach. Back. Thanks. I'll say this though: I'm not even a Colts fan. Actually, I'm actually a Patriots ah. fan. Four and oh, three. let's go! Yeah, gang, gang. Sounds so, like you're a little bit of a you like like the Lakers, the Patriots. This is what oh, I, I did like last week. I, I did this last week, and I got yelled at. A bandwagon rent seeker. Welcome <laughs> to the show, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um. Let's see. Should we? Uh, I say we we open some packs, fellas, to uh, to wrap this up. And Nate, I know you have a you have a pack here. Um, I have a, a a couple packs we could open. I don't know if anyone else does, but uh, I say we get to it, guys. It is time to do what we do around here. Yo, yo, yo! What up? It's DJ Pete Overzet. Welcome to the club. We didn't think things were gonna get popping tonight, but it's about to get lit. Behind door number two, it's a three pointer. 
Here what are you go. hoping for? Give us a rooting interest here. Um, oh. I would. Uh, I'm always down for uh, Fred Van Vliet. I'll take a. I'll take a Jokic here on the. You gonna the unmute team. that, please? Thank you. I'm talking. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm rooting for Jokic right now. I'm feeling it. Um, give me a number, Nate. One, two, or three. Hey, it's gotta be three. Let's go. Let's go. Three. Oh. 22-33, Bruce oh. Brown got teased there with the Nets. Anyone have anything nice to say about Bruce Brown? No, he's, he's a, a solid player. player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, it's cool cereal. Just, yeah, I do that. Like uh, All right, here we go. All right, we're going to go one. 15, 161, Isaiah Stewart. Is he not a rookie? Ooh. Ooh. He is, right? That's a nice moment there. I think he is. I just didn't see a badge when it opened. Did I not? Oh, there's yeah, uh, yeah. there's my badges. Rookie, but not first moment. All right. And finally. Let's go. Oh. Mm-hmm. Chris Middleton. Not horrible. Not Forever underrated. Yeah, didn't you buy a Middleton a while I have a Middleton ago? MGLE that I bought. I don't know. Maybe in February. We got no dunks in the beef stews. What's going on, no dunks? Beautiful. Man, I'm sorry. Nathan's <laughs> like, I'm sorry. It's electric. Don't say it. Don't say you're sorry, Nate. We we're no, saving all, all the we're saving all the uh, MVP caliber players for your pack here. Yeah, we'll see about that. All right. Do you need me to walk you through how oh, to share a Chrome good. tab? It no. honestly would be my pleasure. You gotta check is the that, box. Check the audio is, box. I don't think he knows to share Nate, audio. If if people now know how to do this on their yeah. own, I have no purpose on this show. <laughs> All right, let's go. Ooh, wow, you are too good. Hey. Okay, I like I like the new color, the kind of the Phoenix Suns colors on this release thirty four pack. Yeah. But I can tell. Hang on, you didn't do it right. Do oh. we have audio? Because I think you need to do no, Chrome no, tab. When it, no, when it opens, the audio starts. I think he shared window instead of Chrome tab. And you can oh. only do audio on Chrome tab. Trust yeah. me. Uh, oh. Ooh, Inception. Whoa. Can't do that. Hold on. All right. You're going you're gonna to have to yeah, pop take out. It out. Yep, I knew it. Okay. I blew it. Honestly, you blowing it brings so much joy to my life. So you do have to actually Usman in the chat. Usman. What's up, man? We got um, Middleton old. Thank you. It's so uh, efficient. Middleton is I. I'll take that. So All efficient. Right. All right. Here we go. Wait a second here. Nate, what are we hoping for in your pack? What do you want? Uh, I'd love another one of those uh, games, the uh, game winner in Chicago. That is That's a good one. one of my favorites by far. All right. Uh, let's see what we yeah, can do. Yeah, Dame is awesome. Here we go. All right, now I got it working. Sorry, fellas. Oh no, it's it's part of the charm of the show. Here we go. All right. We work out now. All right, open pack. You guys, hear it? Oh, we got you. Yeah. So we got Nate in the club. All right, give me a number. Let's keep running it with three. Two. Oh, two. It says two. All right, we'll just do. We'll, we'll end on three. Bang. Oh, bang. Mm-hmm. 
Hometown team. There you go. Brogdon. Brogdon. Oh, I hope it's, I'm sorry if it's lagging for you guys. No, it's all good. The music's good. Video's a little yeah. laggy, but we're yeah, prioritizing oh, correctly. All right, we'll do one next. I got my lucky coin for you. All right. Yeah, let's go. Get Where's paid, get coin? laid. Ah! Oh. 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 Jordan McLaughlin. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Right, do something good about Jordan McLaughlin. Uh, he was a rookie last year. Um... <laughs> Cool I believe he's name. very old, right? Maybe not. Maybe that's someone else. All right, that's a nice. Um, seems to have a, a hearty beard. That's the best <laughs> I got. Great. Yeah, it's one dame. Dame, Steal the juju of the man's coin. Oh. Hey. hey. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Ah, hell yeah. Nice. Yes. That's a stick fail. Oh, yes. Oh, hold on. Oh, no. Hold on. Oh, no. What's wrong? Here we go. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm no. So bad. I don't watch the There we go. Nice. You got a pie. It, I appreciate that I you're enjoying up. the moments. So you're watching the moments. Nicely done. Oh, you're Mike, back? are you trying to hypnotize us with that man's corner? Yes. <laughs> yes, I, I am. Nathan was uh, outside of MBL's good graces there, but he won him over by the way he longingly looked at those moments. Mike, I did like that. It was a test of true character, and I could see the sparkle in your eye and that you were in it. I was excited yeah. about it. Yeah. I was excited about it. <laughs> um, does anyone else uh, have a pack they want to open tonight? I do. I'm happy. Jack, you want to do it? Are you yeah. going to do it? Whatever. I'll, I'll hop in here. You can you get can in there. Up. I'll go after. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I did open a pack off screen. What? Yeah. Oh. Um, With who? For CBS. Um, Dude. And the, the, only reason CBS. the only off reason screen? I'm sharing that is because I pulled a sick cereal. I got number nine of Aaron Gordon. So it's pretty pumped. And Otherwise, you would have pretended it didn't happen? Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. No, I just want to be transparent with everyone here. Um, hang on, hang on. No, I need to get to the bottom of this. I, I okay, CBS, but that would to me imply that it was on screen. What, what, what do you mean you did it for them off screen? Um, like I did it off stream. Like the footage will be on the television. Okay, as long yeah. as it's recorded, you're. you're uh, I thought you. No, were it's always a content plat. No, Exa no, okay, all right, I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm shared up. Got the audio. Uh, any selections? Let's do that pre-order, man. It's really sticking out like a sore thumb. <laughs> this, yeah. yeah, it looks gross. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> All right, let's do that. Release 21. Um, real quick, how many releases were in Series 1? Do you guys remember? Or 15, no? maybe? 15. And let me see. I, I, I have one from one of the last ones. Let me just check. Uh, we still have I, Winston pumping ish. <laughs> He's still going. <laughs> I've went from release 12, so I'm going to say maybe around 15. Okay. And what do you think this could get up to? 40 something? Uh, yeah. I mean, we're up to 34, 35 right now. Just something to think about. All right. Here we go. From left to right. 
Yes, Joe Ingles. Ingles. Oh, a little ankle breaker on base. Did you guys read that Ringer article where they said, where they're talking, I think it was Kevin O'Connor was writing about Joe Ingles recently? Uh, I did not read that, but I was going to say Zach Lowe also uh, voted him for a sixth man of the year. Yeah, so he was on his podcast too. Yeah, he's he's having one of the best shooting seasons of all time right now. Yeah, he I is. thought that was Bogdanovich. It's Ingles, is that? They both are. Yeah. <laughs> Damian Lee was my sixth man of the year if we're voting for people we had on our podcast. Wow. You're putting him in oh, I think it's got to be Ja, right? <laughs> ja, ja, yeah. That's uh, Ja's most improved player, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Evan Forney. Who's right. Forney for Forney? <laughs> I mean, don't that's, look not, up. that's not a very uh, sexy moment, though. You said yeah, that, that has a good point. Yeah, yeah. We did we do this one episode. <laughs> I don't know. Did was we? it Mike who hadn't looked it up before? Or was that the Jamal Murray? I can't keep track of all these. Yeah, I, I didn't know about the Jamal Murray situation. You and said then, Jamal Murray. Yeah the the Instagram live video. <laughs> uh, did you guys see when he got? traded to the Celtics, he tweeted out like, hey Celtics yeah. fans, don't look up my last name. Yeah. That's great. Pretty great self-awareness. Lean, in. Lean into the bit. Great, great self-awareness. Alright, here we go. Final moan. And? Okay. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. Oh. 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 What do you think about those jerseys? Uh, I like they're not for me. I like them. It's like you're a love or hate him, I guess. Yeah. They're very, right. uh, they're very mans, mansy. Mans would, uh, would like one of those neon highlighter ones. Um, Mike, you want to give us a, a walk off uh, pack tonight? Yes, let's do it. Sharing. Nate, any final words? Any shout outs, Nate? Do you have anyone at home that heard you were going to be in the club and you want to go big time on them right now and shout them out? Uh, I just want to shout out to my wife. Uh, she. Man, best friend and partner in life, and uh, we actually just got married this year. So shout out to oh, her. Nice, congrats! congrats. Congratulations. Wow. Where do you rank uh, getting married in days of your lives? <laughs> Top five or no? Well, I've, I don't, I've only had so many days, but I'd say it's pretty one for sure so far. Uh, so. There okay. you go. Have you ever been to a WNBA game? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, actually. <laughs> Obviously, not the best WNBA game. <laughs> All right, here we go. Wow. <laughs> animal. The uh, animal. <laughs> getting divorced is better. I, I, and you're not even speaking from experience, but uh, you just know that you're going to get to experience that someday, and it's going to be a great joy, it sounds like. Uh, oh, yeah. Shout out, Animal, from the BDGE crew. All right, Mike. All right, guys. Also, this is going to be a walk-off pack after we Wait. figure out what are we opening? Hustle and show, Mike? Johnny That's kind says, of a fun one. Look at look at Johnny's message. Oh my God! No way. What did he just send you a wedding gift? Tell us what you got, Nate. Hold on, I'm, I'm logging in. Give me a second. <laughs> oh no! What was it? Let's see here. My activity. It's loading in. What we really hey, need. TJ McConnell, rare. Let's go. Wow! wow what a guy. Holy cow, Johnny Brady. That was super nice of you. Thank you, Johnny. Hey, Mike, do you wanna you wanna pull up his account now? You wanna (laughs) All right, here, hold on. I I can't be hold on, I can't be out done. Uh oh, Andy's coming in hot. Uh 
Oh, Let's see what Andy brings time. up. I, I will <laughs> share the screen. <laughs> it's processing my gift. Hey, full disclosure, I will put it on Marketplace after the stream ends. For minute, so. That's cool. That's fun. Yeah, he's he's kidding. He's going to hodl these for life. That's right. Yeah. Is Johnny Brady in the Discord? He is. What up, JB? Don't All don't right. try to butter up to him as if he's going to send you a moment, Jack. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> JB. <laughs> I, I just appreciated that. The moment should be sent. All right, keep uh, keep refreshing here, Nate. What are we looking at? I'm trying to go to his oh account, but it didn't work. What he said. <laughs> hey, the day. What? No way, dude. Are you serious? Yeah. Series one, Dame. I. I I said a while ago, you come on Club Top Shot, you get a Series 1 moment, and I haven't oh, wow. really held up that end of the bargain for a while. And uh, so it's about time to about time to pay it back. Oh, Andy God. is a special human, man. He is. He's you way are special. You're, you're also Thank off the hook you. for life after giving away an MB to MGLE from Series <laughs> 1. You're, you're good for, uh, for a number of years. That's you're a right. good dude, uh, Andy. Uh, thank you for doing that. Nathan, you having a good night in the club? Oh, my God. Best night ever. Let's go. Does your second best night? Second best night. Is your wife entitled to half of that moment? Is that how that works? That's uh, Jack. You, you have so much to learn, Jack. Yeah. Uh, I doubt he uh, signed a Top Shot prenup before his wedding, Jack. Pete <laughs> 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 made a really crazy look on my wife's face when I tried to explain a yacht to her. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Are you a yacht owner? Uh, I just have a couple. I mean, just because Pete did, I was like, I'll throw a few bucks in it. But I mean, just in case it takes off. But I, w I didn't put my life savings into it. That's for sure. I will say one of the most embarrassing credit card statements was seeing a string of yats. Like that was the one where I was like, what the hell, man? Like, what was I doing? <laughs> All right. We are going to do a walk-off pack. Thank you guys uh, for tuning in. We are here every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, Peter. 9 p.m. Eastern. Did we just do a 10? Did we just do a 10? No, we actually moved it up last week. No, we just did a 10 recently. And we confirmed it in the chat ahead of time. But we love you, Pete. We love you. Um, no, I, you guys, let, let's let's have an honest moment of truth here. I, I'm I'm botching it. I'm I'm trying to do everything I can. And dude, this Vegas trip got I'm so behind. You I was already behind. You look defeated. I was behind. I said, you know, what I'll, what I'll do? I'll, I'll go be a degenerate for three days. That didn't help me. That that was fun, but long story short, it didn't help me. So apologies to the club. Love you guys. And Andy, shout out to you. You are you are yeah, the best human being. That was that was epic right there. Shout out to Andy. Uh, shout out to you guys uh, for watching. If you want to come hang out in the Discord, Deposit Kingdom Discord down below. You can become a member like Nathan, a VIP member. I am not going to promise Series 1 Damian Lillard <laughs> moments for all members, but I do circulate uh, a form and we try to get a club guest, VIP guest in here once a week to open packs with us. We will keep that rolling. Mike, I'm going to hand it over to you on the ones and twos here to close us out. Hustle and show it is. Oh, Hustle and this one had some good music, if I recall correctly. Yeah, that's right. I think Mike probably forgot to share audio. Kidding. Did I? Oh no. 
I know no, it's not here. Uh-oh. Can you guys hear it? I can't. I don't know. Is my I, I heard it. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I keep tripping. Hit him with finesse. Oh, oh. We're on. Every day All right, Nate, what number? I'd love to see the moment. Alright, I'm going three. You just have to imagine it. <laughs> oh, we got an oh, little Mikhail Bridges. I like it. Nova. He was on the Woj podcast recently. It was pretty, yeah. pretty interesting. It was good. I'm gonna, I don't know how good of a moment that was. Sweat, 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 Blaze more. Anyone have like Shazam? Yeah. Oh, that's my house show. Siri, what's top shot song? One more here. Walk off pack. Let's go. Thank you to Andy, the gift guy. Pete Sweat. Jennings, Jack Settlement, NBL, our VIP of honor, Nathan. Have a wonderful Sweat. night. We'll see Sweat. you guys next Tuesday. Sweat. Peace. Ooh.